Well, golly, thank you so much for joining us. It's the Nightly Pleasures Podcast, episode number 403. I am your host and author of the piece you're about to hear today, The Grey Knight. Why golly G? Well, did I say the G? Or did I just say golly? Why golly? Well, it's because you guys gave me so much praise for last week's piece. I didn't expect that. Thank you. It's not that I don't normally expect praise. I do. I've become horribly accustomed to it. It's just that you guys gave me so much of it last week. Goodness gracious. I will try and keep that in mind. And also, you are revealing a little bit about yourselves if you said that, I think. Now, the question is, do you like it when I peek at what you just showed me? Speaking of peeking, I need you to do more than that. I'm going to need you to take the whole thing and then constrict yourself around it, because the whole of me is hard to take, and no, I'm not talking about my penis. So, no matter what you do, sex with me typically involves two distinct phases. One, where there's an opening, and two, After I've decided that I'm going to close the space, close my lips around you, and make you mine, there comes a reduction. You say you'll do anything for me. Will you prove it? There's only one way. To actually do it. To actually do anything I say. Or don't. The or don't is not nearly as easy. Is it? No. Because that means you have to listen with your body. And you don't want to listen with your body when I touch it. You want to enjoy. You have to do both. You have to give both your attention and the pleasure to feel it and to respond to it. You don't get to turn yourself off just because of how much I turn you on. You have to feel me, what I do to you. You've asked before, why you? What is my interest in you? Well, that's very simple. I want you. When I touch you, it feels good. When I have you, I feel stronger. When you're near, well, when you're near enough, Everything seems to go a little bit easier. My interest in you is that I enjoy being in you. Why you? Don't question it. Enjoy it. And that's what reduction is. It's taking the very basic concept 
and then paring away the excess. You overthink with your mind. Why am I with you? You overthink with your body. What is he looking at? What is he thinking? Why is he touching there? What does he want me to do? That can't stay. What I enjoy so much these days about getting my cock inside you, don't shiver, pay attention, about getting my cock inside you, is that I can make you wait. You're as hungry as you've ever been for it, maybe even more so, but when I begin to push it into you, I can make you wait. Just the head in and then back out again, your whimpers, your cries, as you try and pull it back. When I first gave it to you, when you were first lucky enough to start getting my dick, well, you had to have it. You would push back, you started to whine and whimper, you asked afterward if you were doing anything wrong, even as you professed that you would be the perfect little toy. But when you offered yourself up as the perfect little toy, you had an image in your mind, didn't you? An image of maybe being blindfolded and handcuffed, lots of spankings. You had an image where you were passive, where your sexual desire was manifest in something you called a dom who could float around you and do what you wanted to do. And then, at some point in your fantasy, flip it off like a switch. And then they would do something mysterious and sexy. I would do something mysterious and sexy. Right after, I'd already done everything you wanted. With you laying there, or you tied up, or you suspended, or, or, or. When you think about me and other partners, when you think about it being set up, you think about the room we're all in together. You don't think about the prep. And the same is true of me. Hmm. You don't think about what goes into you, preparing for you. Your mind is your largest erotic zone. There's only two options here. Either I can tickle it so effortlessly, or I've been preparing for you. Mm and practicing for you, and I'm engaging in tactics to make you feel this way, and it's intentional, and everything is working as designed. And you haven't responded or paid me back as such. 
you tell me. Which would make that little pussy of yours more helpless? When you feel shame, and you feel agony, and you feel like I'm just a little bit too close to the core of you, and you want to pull back, what's your pussy saying? <laughs> what's your pussy saying right now? Even if the rest of you says, uh-oh. It's not about the size of it. It's about how you can use it. It's not perfect when it's as complex as it can be. But it's simple. You're so turned on right now. Making you come with my fingers. <laughs> Having one of your toys prepared. Mm -hmm. That's very easy. You can say, well, I can make myself come with my fingers. I can make myself come with my toy. But you can't. Not really. Not the way that I can make you come. <laughs> Not the way that you come with me. <sighs> Reduction down to its simplest form. From behind my fingers entering your pussy, two of them, simple and slow, and pushing in. No corkscrew, no come-hither motion, no opening you up either. If you're not wet enough at this point, maybe you deserve to suffer. If you're not wet at this point, maybe you really deserve the pain. Lots of it. <laughs> See? Not gonna be a problem now. Well, your pussy twitches for me when I tease you like that. Mm. I could pretty much make it do anything. After we get this right, after we get fingering you right, I'm just gonna start doing it like this. I'm just going to call you over. And you're gonna have no idea what I want. Maybe you're going to have to drop on your knees and give me a blowjob right there. Right at the front door. Mm. Or the hotel hallway with our door open. Right there. At the entrance. Hmm. Or, if I'm going to be so tender and sweet to you and whisk you away, when I tell you that you better not have plans for the night and that you have to see me and that you have to confirm, have to confirm, when you need to be back, when you need to be back to the world, 
and no longer just mine. Because I could harness you, I could peg you, oh my sweet, sweet creature, I could whisk you away to a sweet little B&B. I could do it all, and you won't know, because that's the second part of what you always imagined before you got me. So, in order to have the full menu available, we have to get the responses right. You'll never know. Will I be planning something kinky? Romantic? Or will I just come and have you sit on my lap and finger you just like I'm doing now, pushing in without any real aim besides wanting my fingers in your pussy, wanting to watch a little TV with you? What's it like knowing that you'll come over wearing jeans and I'll make you come right in them, just sit on my lap and finger you right like this and let it leak out of you. Oh, is there an objection to you wearing jeans? I thought the body was mine. I thought I got to tell you what to do. I suppose telling you to go jean shopping was never in one of your little books. <laughs> never in one of your salacious stories. And yet, if I say crawl, you'll crawl. So if I say become an apple-bottom girl, that's exactly what you'll do. Hmm, how funny it is there's a part of you that objects to that. The idea of me telling you how to dress before I disrobe you is so much more dehumanizing than the second part. Hmm. My fingers are fitting pretty easily inside you. I think you like this. I think you needed this. Does it ache a little? Just a little? Oh, I'd like it if it did. I'd like it if it ached a little because I want you to hurt. I need it to hurt. Not right now. That's why I want to only ache a little. That's why it's only two fingers. Not three. Not hammering. Not corkscrewing, but just pistoning in and out. Not even sinking all the way in. Even with how fucking wet you are. No, this is a little bit more difficult than that. I need more. I need the rhythm. I need to make sure you understand. We've got to get the basic reactions right. I kiss you and you kiss back. Everyone understands we need that. I ask you over and you touch me. And I get hard, and you rub me all up and down. We're going to fuck. Ask any heterosexual couple that. So it's all about getting the right reaction. It's all about getting everything synced up. 
If it was about coming and how good that felt, you'd always do it alone. You wouldn't need me. What would I be adding? What do I see? What do I add? I see you. No great truth about you. Nothing to say. Besides, I want you. Is that a great enough truth for you? After all of this teasing, my fingers sinking into their hilt, I want you. I want to make you come. I want to make you feel like you need to. I want to make you feel like those ass cheeks trying to press against my thighs so that they seem slightly more firm can let go. I want to feel your weight on me. Even if you think you're too heavy, I'm very strong. And I want to hear your moans and breath. I'm attracted to you, not some holes in you. I'm attracted to you. You understand the reverse is true as well, do you? I need you to. I need you to start figuring it the fuck out. I could also just find holes. I could mean that literally or figuratively. I can also just find holes to put my cock in. I can also just find lovely, lovely bodies to touch. Why aren't I? If it was about the cum, if it was about the power, why aren't I? Why wouldn't I? If that's what it was for me, why aren't I? I. The answer is because I want you. I want what we have. Action and reaction. It makes me happy. It is very, very simple. You keep overthinking it. You're holding yourself back. I thought you wanted to give all of yourself to me. I thought you wanted to give all of yourself to me. I thought you wanted to give every last piece of this to me. Do you? Do you? How can you do that if you can't routinely turn over the most basic and simple ones? Hmm? How can you give me the whole complex machinery if we can't square away the simple gears? I want you. You have to feel wanted. Don't feel wanted when I want you. I won't want you. If you don't acknowledge that you're wanted when I want you, you won't feel as wanted. Even as I want you, even as I display it, they are patterns. They accumulate over time. These are the little things. You've been warned about them before. These are them. Action and reaction are the little things. And if you're caught up in your own fucking head about what you're looking like right now, what I'm thinking about right that second, what isn't going to work, I'm always going to be taken out of it compared to who you are when I jam my fingers into your pussy and it's as wet as this. If I didn't want it, why am I here? If I didn't want you, why am I with you? Keep the mystery. 
You like the mystery. But stop fucking asking why you. The answer is because. Because of this pussy. Because of this pussy. Because I like this pussy. You know what I like more than this pussy? Making this pussy come, making this pussy come, making this pussy come, making this pussy come, come for me, you will come for me, you will come for me, you will come for my fingers right now. The way that they are moving in and out of you, you will fucking come for me. The way that they're sliding in and out, the way that you are gripping at the very end because you need it, because you need it, yes, yes, yes you will, yes you fucking will, yes you fucking will, you will come for me, and I I will watch you do it. I'm right here with my voice in your ear. Do you feel shameful? Is your ass pressing against my thighs as hard as it could be? It needs to. You will. Yes, you will. You will come for my fingers, my big strong hand between your thighs, my other hand locked around your waist, putting you in place. You will come for me now. Yes, you will. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Right now it's happening. Right now it's happening. Yes, yes, yes. Come for me. Come for me. Come for me, come for me, come for me. Yes, 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 yes. Good girl. See? Not so hard. Not so bad. It's all of it. All of you. Every piece of you. Can I take off your finger and then reattach it later? Can I sculpt you like clay? And even if I could, would that change who you are on the inside? I don't know who you think the most beautiful woman in the world is, and I don't want to. It's always going to be some model or some movie star, right? Almost always, occasionally, it's somebody you know personally, but I don't want to know. Just imagine. Just imagine. Come on. Close your eyes. Imagine them. Can you see them? The most beautiful woman in the world. You think her. I don't even know who you're talking about. If she, if she didn't laugh at my jokes, what am I supposed to do with her? I'm serious. However excited you might think I'm supposed to be with her, she doesn't laugh at my jokes. What am I supposed to do? Who am I supposed to be in the bedroom? What excitement am I supposed to feel? What am I there for? Why is she inviting me in? It's not about laughing at my jokes, by the way. It's about all the reactions. It's about everything. It's about the way that you feel.
it's about the way that you feel to me when you're reacting to what I do and how I think you feel in reaction to me. It's that glowing, undulating friction builds. It becomes something else. It does cool down, at least so far as touch goes. But it heats up in other ways. Our relationship is <laughs> not standard, but it is ours. And it has been going on for some time now at this point. And it's totally all right for there to be some doldrums, some doubts, just some periods where people are just as interested, at least in expression. That's a little bit sad, but it's also a fairly natural part. But that doesn't mean that I want you any less. I promise you, I want you more. Mm. And I know sometimes you want me more. The times that you don't want me, it just inspires me just inspires me to give a little bit more like this toy as it's about to enter your fucking pussy. <laughs> just lightly at the tip and turning it on to the lowest setting and carefully pushing that in. It's about all the things that we do. Getting this reaction right. I show you that I want you. So you show willingness to be happy. Or that you don't want to be. The problem with that second answer as I know how much you fucking want me. <laughs> I know how much you want this. Even right now, you can't believe I'm using a toy with my cock right there. Hot. Hot. Full. Right there. And ready to go. You'll take it, just like you'll go through all my other silly little orders, commands, and you'll enjoy it, won't you? Oh, goodness, yes, you fucking will. Mm. But you see, even at the end, 
even if this does end. You will 100% enjoy every step of it along the way where you give yourself to me. Uh -huh. Where you give all yourself to me. There we go. See how the less resistance you give, the deeper, quicker the pleasure can enter you. Ooh. Do you see how hmm. quickly it can all turn around? Suddenly you're just gushing again. Isn't that awful? Being so wet. Being so turned on when I'm talking about something so serious just because I'm slowly using a toy. Did you ever think it would be like this? You thought I was so full of shit for so long. You thought I was such a little miscreant and such a little liar about what I could do to you. But your fucking pussy didn't. And that's why you're still It. <laughs> uh, it's also the part of you that's benefited the most. So I don't see why I shouldn't. You want that? Do you want that? For me to torture your pussy? The answer is yes. If I want it. You just have to figure out if I do. Do you see how easy the game is? The answer is yes, if I want it. No, if I don't, you're all fucking mine. All of your body, all of your laughter, all of your light, and all of your holes. All of you. All of you is mine. Is this what you thought it was going to be? Having a toy thrust inside you with a hammer strike from a man? Carefully, but firmly jolting up there? Making sure it's out of rhythm where you can't Come, feel it, mm, twisting in his lap, screaming out, is this who you thought you would be? Hmm? I don't think it is, and yet, I don't think you'd have it any other way. <laughs> ah, even if right now you wish the thrust weren't erratic. And I was pushing that toy in so smoothly and fully, just like you know I could. Your pussy needed this. Your pussy needed me. And your pussy needs so much more from me still. We just have to figure out the way to show it that when I want it, it's time to be wanted. When I want it. And you're in the mood for me. It's time to turn that big, beautiful brain of yours off. 
and let your pussy take over. Hmm. Just like this, just like it is now, come on, the way that it feels so full and so good, it's you, it's you and your pussy I want, it's all you, I'm gonna need you in tandem, hi little slut cunt, I'm talking directly to you now, your owner has complicated feelings, don't we all, but you don't, you know what you want, don't you? You want to be controlled by me, and you want me to fuck you a little bit more firmly with that toy, don't you? Well, you've been a very good pussy. I have hurt you very much, and you do keep coming back for more. Do you think it's bad? Do you think that you led the rest of her into a trap? I hope you don't. <laughs> because I love. Love, love, the way that I get to push into it. You know how hard this cock is, too. You have to imagine, what am I saving up for knowing that it's going to ache the way that I thrust in and out, the way that I opened it with two fingers? Oh, no. Am I going to keep lecturing and fucking you all night long? You're not as big a fan of the lectures as you are the fucking. You like to pretend, but in the end, this is what you like, isn't it? This is what you like, isn't it? This is what you like, isn't it? Hmm? You like to come? You like to be degraded? You like to be talked down to? You like it to be fucking simmered on out of you. <laughs> like you're a toy. Do you like it when I switch it up like that? Do you like it when I keep pushing in? I think you do. I think not knowing what's coming, I think that whole second part, I think that's what does it for you. I know there's a lot. There's so much about me that's so very, very sexy. And you're trying to think about it all, how much you want to touch me, how much you want to kiss me, how smart I am, how you can't believe this is happening, but I'm fucking you faster and faster, and I'm going to need you to come. So even though I am all these amazing things, even though I am this man of your fucking dreams when I'm goddamn dominating you, I'm going to need you to reduce it. I'm going to need you to reduce me to one thing, all the feelings you have for me, everything you feel, and that feeling is that you need to come. You need to come for me. You need to come for me. You need to come for me right fucking now. I am absolutely not fucking around. You need to right now. I know what I do to you. I know what I do to you. Come for me. Come for me. Come for me. Come for me. Yes. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Right there. Write it out. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Thrust. Yes. 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 Good. 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 Yes. Yes. Mmm. Ah. Mm-mm. When I pull on your hair, I don't just want your head to come back, I want your mouth to open, so let me try that again. Pull on your hair, there we go, like a garbage pail. Good girl. And now taste yourself. Hmm? Taste that toy in your fucking mouth. 
You taste that? You taste how sweet that is? That's what's going to happen when I'm fucking coming down your throat. I'm going to fuck you, and then I'm going to fuck your face. But only if you can look me in the eyes and tell me that you deserve it. Tell me that you want it, and tell me that it can only be me. If you do, I'll give you the fuck that you need. If you don't, <laughs> I guess I'll have to decide something else that you need. And here's hoping you enjoyed that story. It's kind of all over the place tonally. I wanted to make an all-encompassing BDSM kind of piece. It involved lots of different things, but for one particular reason or another I got in my head of, well, I want to go all over the board, so let's just keep the basics of penetration real basic. <laughs> uh... Because this is a strange thing about me and sex, but this is true, and a lot of you ask about personal details of my sex life that I'm not really all that inclined to give, but here's a, here's a true little tidbit. The emotional connection of BDSM was initially, for me, a tremendous asset because it allowed me to both talk through my emotional state while having sex and demand a response from my partners. When I first started having sex, I was much more emotionally closed off and, and just not in tune with myself. This exploration allowed me to find out about myself, and because I was so closed off, for my partners to find out about me, and for me to get some reactions from them. I actually continued this process for years, and it was only until I was 27 or 28 or so before the first woman turned to me and said, what the fuck is that all about? I just want to say for the record, she didn't ask what that was about until well after the session ended. In fact, after the second or third session ended. And then she asked me, why, why are you doing all that emotional stuff in the middle of it? And when I explained to her that the emotional part of it was part of it, that getting to restricted emotions and that taboo stuff was in one way kind of hot for me in the same way as going, you're a naughty schoolgirl, is for others, uh, she immediately uh, found that very, very interesting and I think endearing. And she opened up more and, and became more inquisitive about my emotional state. Uh, this is just suffice to say that this is one of those stories in BDSM where BDSM fosters communication and also BDSM can only foster with communication. And I did sort of want to play with that and apply that into this particular piece because so much of that was going on with the whole like wheel of of BDSM uh, experience, or not, apologize, not BSM, erotic audio experience of, I wanted to do whispers, and I wanted to do a demanding, and I wanted you to come multiple times, you know, all that pageantry, it kind of all fit together. And I'm saying all this about my process, which I don't normally explain, gosh, I must be introspective tonight, uh, to say that last week I got a million unexpected pieces of praise about how much you enjoyed that piece, uh, and how it's a new favorite, and why, and I got all this great feedback. I'm blushing a little bit just saying it because I wasn't expecting it at all. And then I said to myself, well, I wonder if I can take this 
this bit of electricity, and I can feel really good about myself, and I can make the next best favorite that everyone's going to hear, and the answer is resoundingly, I don't think so. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I think it's a great piece. I mean, I'm happy to put it in the library. I've made pieces before that didn't make the cut. Trust me, this isn't one of them. Uh, but it it did, it did, it wasn't the elegant lattice that I thought I was creating. It was much more of showing a child how to bridge your fingers together to do like a, a, a handshake. That, yeah, the fingers and the joints mostly lined up, but it was not. <laughs> done as expertly as it should have been. All right, let's get into it. We've got three questions from three lovely ladies. I believe our first one is from Kat. Hey, Jack. Um, this is Kat. Hello. I'm really new to the podcast still. I'm not quite caught up yet, but I hear you're looking for voice questions. I sure so am. Send them in. Here I am. Thank you. Um... I guess I'll just get right down to it. I'm a little nervous here. Um, <laughs> I read about chakras and energy flows and stuff. I'm kind of wondering how you look at that. Do you believe that if you think positive things, you'll be better? Or is it more of a case of a physical thing? So... Well, that's a that's a boy. That's not where I thought that question was going from the from the beginning at all. Um, so, modern psychology in the West uses a disease model when trying to help people feel better. Oh, you're not feeling great because you've got this disease called depression, or you've got this disease called anxiety. Uh, that you get diagnosed with, and, and or maybe you don't, but they have a model in their head, usually the shrink of what you've got uh, going on, and they try and work through that process, that mental illness, that mental disease. I know that these are tough words. Uh, these are the words. Um, there are alternate models in the West, like positive psychology, that instead look at how we're supposed to try and transform our thinking. In both models, uh, standard and positive psychology, thinking is both the cure and the enemy. Um, that is to say that in both of these very different models on how to help people, they both agree very strongly that people's thoughts, their cognition, it gets misaligned, and they disagree very strongly on why and, and, and how to get by that, but they do agree that your thoughts are causing you trouble, and that if you change that, that you will change your energy, for any one of a better term. Energy is as fine of a turn as any. So there very much is an agreement between uh, modern psychologists who are disagreeing with each other, and uh, spiritual leaders of old on this. In an evil in, evil out, hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil, uh, th things along those lines, the concept is, of course. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reduce this to, I actually got on, in this argument a couple of months ago, uh, of course the media that we consume affects us. I hope so. I make media to affect you. I make sexy media to be sexy. 
and I enjoy people who enjoy my voice. But I'm just to be perfectly honest, when somebody writes in and says that they only listen to me to relax, that never feels good. It's never felt good. And I don't believe that the people saying it mean me any harm. But I also don't understand why they would choose to, because so clearly my intent is to be evocative and provocative and erotic. That's the idea. And so when that idea is not embraced by someone else and they've gone out of their way to express it, I'll admit it. That has in the past stung. It's gotten a lot easier, but it has hurt. This is a long, long way, <laughs> walkabout way to say that our mental state has a concept built into it about who we are and how things are supposed, quote-unquote, to be. And things that interrupt that cause us a lot of harm. People have different explanations and different ways to go about ways on correcting this. But insofar as energy or chakra or daemons, uh, not demons, uh, in your mind, uh, or, or, or rationalizations or biases or what have you, I really don't care about the terminology. What I want to express to anybody listening after all of this rambling is you have the capacity, no matter how, how horrible things are or how limited logistics are, how limited resources are, you do have the capacity to take some ownership of your thinking. It's not being practiced right now in 2020, uh, which is really unfortunate because this is the time to really talk about it. It was all the rage back before everyone was stuck at home, ironically. But mindfulness is a methodology that I don't, I wouldn't say endorse, but I do practice. And I do think that it got so much attention for very good reasons. It's not a catch-all. It's not an end-all solution. But mindfulness is a practice that you can read about for free and online from, from very many, many sources, uh, no matter who's going to get your bag going on that one. Uh, that's all about paying attention to what you're thinking as you're thinking it. And the benefits that come from that. It doesn't sound like there's going to be benefits from it. And it's indeed a struggle at the start. But poison in, poison out? You can become more capable with training and teaching yourself. With learning yourself. You are capable of changing, altering, piece by piece the conversation that you have with yourself so that the same levels of external uh, stress, the same levels of, of, of bad energy around you don't have as negative a consequence of, uh, uh, on your mood, on your health, etc. That you can, that you are capable of, of changing your energy in that conversation. Uh, I think this is, I took a long time on that one because I, that's a really important question. Thank you very much, Kat. Okay, up next we have Daphne. Hi, Jack. Hi, ladies. I hope everyone's doing great. Uh, this is Daphne. Thank you, Daphne. Um, I have a question for Jack. Yes, please. Um, if you could live in a, or exist in 
um, any fantasy world that you might have read about or watched a movie or show about, um, what would it be and why? I was actually... Thank you, Daphne. I was actually just thinking about this from the other day. There was this card game that was way ahead of its time on the GameCube. I can't remember its name because I'm bad at it. It was an RPG card game. They made two of them, uh, and they had silly names. They had bullshit names, which is why I can't remember them because I'm dyslexic. And in one of those uh, games, in one of the towns that you go to, it's literally like a Hansel and Gretel witch town where everything is made out of food, but not just candy, food. So there's like a pancake house and there's like a taco house, but they're actually made of those things. And the magical world made it so that when you're eating them in this one particular spot, which is why they built the town here, nobody gains any weight. And it's a ski resort. I don't even like fucking skiing, but I'll learn. I'll learn, Daphne. Thank you very much for the question. Up last, we have Anna. Hey, Jack, and to all the ladies of the night. My name is Anna. Uh, it's short for Anamika. I'm Beautiful name. from India. Uh, I discovered your podcast uh, somewhere around early March, uh, after hearing some of your sample pieces on YouTube. And uh, I've been hooked on to it ever since. Uh, there's still a lot of episodes to catch up on, though. Um, before I go to the questions, um, I want to say uh, that I really enjoyed some of your pieces, and uh, you have a very lovely voice. <laughs> Thank you, Anna. Uh, also, I, I don't know how often you hear this, but um, you have a very contagious laughter. Oh, my. Uh, I heard one of your tip shows, um, I think the title was um, What Do Goblins Do? And uh, you're reading this um, really bad smut. Um, <laughs> I don't remember the details of it at this point, um, except for the words, um, Not Until Dawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That shit was really funny. <laughs> and your reading and commentary made it so much better. Uh, so, uh, firstly, to whoever sent that smut, um, great job. <laughs> yes, we love the bad smut. I, I, remember, I remember I was doing some um, work when I was listening to that, um, that uh, show. And I had to stop in the middle of it uh, because I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to let you know, Jack. Uh, that was that very you, sweet. You made my day. Oh, goodness. Thank uh, you. Moving on to the questions. Um, I heard you mention in one of your episodes um, that you've been to India. Mm. Uh, so I'm curious to know about that. Um, was it like a vacation or just a short trip? And um, like, when did you visit? And um, what places did you visit and enjoy while you were here? Uh, my second question. So, of course, I should stop there. Uh, I do. I do keep it vague, and I apologize for that. So, just very briefly, my job was. Uh, international. It was to basically uh, be dropped at short-term notice for between four and eight weeks, usually right around six, uh, in a various city in the world, uh, uh, whatever country that was in. And then it was fairly strict. It's a nine-to-five job with weekends off, uh, 
with everything logged and because it was traveled like you had a corporate phone and you had a corporate card and you had to spend your corporate uh, allowance on food every day, so on and so forth. You get the idea. So that's actually what took me to India. Uh, I will say that I went to the south of India. I didn't go to the cosmopolitan uh, region at all. Uh, it was in the uh, 2000s. Uh, it was only for uh, five weeks. It was very educational. Um, I'll admit that, unfortunately, this was not a vacation time in my life. I've talked about it before. Uh, this is actually kind of a dark time in my life. Um, and I, I hadn't quite realized it, uh, just not not because of anything about other than I was pushing myself and I didn't like where I was. That's all. I wasn't really being true to myself at that point. Uh, and I've left that behind a long time ago. Please don't think that you asked anything bad, though. Uh, and I'm sorry for being squirrely about details, but you guys, some of you are real internet sleuths. Is about the food here. Mm. Um, is there any particular dish or snack that you enjoyed when you were here? Um, also, if there is any dish that you keep um, going back to, or perhaps um, cook for yourself. Oh, I, I, oof. Okay, sorry, I didn't realize those were two questions. Uh, when it comes to Indian food, Indian food is really, really good. And Indian food is the only time that I look forward to having lamb. Um, now, of course, just like every other American, naan and garlic naan. Oh, so good. Um, but I'm really not good with, I'm starting, my tongue's starting to water. <laughs> uh, I'm really not good with names, but there is a lamb in red sauce, typically served, I've gone it different ways at different places, typically served with rice. And then, of course, I'll dip some garlic naan in. That dish, and I typically get it hot, not as hot as you can get it, but medium hot. Like if the place offers two uh, or if the place offers like three degrees of hot, I'll go with two, sometimes one. That dish is amazing. And I look forward to it every time. I'm sorry that I'm so vague. I do the same thing with sushi where I'm like, I know I like unagi or onagi, but I don't know. And I'm, I apologize for that. I'm dyslexic. And I know it when I see it, even in a new place. Because I, I can ask the person who knows who's at the place, is this the one that's more like this or more like that? And then they'll tell me on based on taste. And I'll go, thank you, and I'm sorry for annoying you with my questions. <laughs> I think we've got a couple of last little questions here. Um, that's, that's all the oh, what do I like to cook? What do I keep going back to? I tell you, I keep going back to stir fry. I bought a wok in, I want to say, the end of 2018. I have been using that thing fairly, fairly regularly. I, I cook eggs in it. I fry chicken in it when I'm not using it for stir fry, but I do use it for stir fry at least once a week, sometimes two or three a week, or usually uh, twice a week, and, and sometimes three, maybe four times a week. I absolutely love stir fry, and I do think that uh, various Southeast Asian cultures have got this shit figured out. They've got stir-fry breakfasts over there. I just found out that, like, I think it's South Korea. I'm going to be tongue-in-cheek here, guys. Watch out. I'm an American. We're going through things. Don't be mean to me. I think it's South Korea, maybe, or it's Vietnam, where they leave, like, their cooked rice out, and then it dries out, and then they cook it the next morning with eggs. They call it a special name instead of calling it leftover fucking rice with eggs. But let me tell you, it's pretty fucking good. And, like, you actually do want to cook it the day before and leave it out. I think it's it begins with a K. 
Uh, it's pretty good. And so just because rice is such a cheap, nutritious uh, uh, grain uh, and because uh, docs have basically said, you know, I can eat a lot of fast food and junky food from time to time so long as I uh, keep it on the basics of like lots of good, healthy, always nummy for your food like rice. Uh, I've been just trying to eat a lot of rice and oatmeal and what have you, uh, and putting that into the diet. And if you think my voice sounds better, uh, in 2020, if you think my attitude's a lot better with the time I've taken off, even with all the craziness that's going on, the two, the two main, uh, contributing factors of that is I'm capable of sleeping so much better. Uh, this house is so much quieter and so much more isolated. I feel so much safer here. Uh, so much better than any other time, uh, in the project. And uh, also, uh, I really am just trying to, first thing of the day, have some oatmeal, have some green tea somewhere in the fucking day, have some rice, have some uh, not fun but nutritious for you nuts. And then, like, after that, it's like, maybe I can have a pizza. Maybe I can go to town. I got weird and defensive, so I used a voice. It's like I still don't think I should be able to eat a pizza, even though... I fucking look amazing. Even though everybody else is all like, I'm bloating up. Oh my god. It's like someone pulled a ripcord and I'm slowly expanding. Have you seen Willy Walker? I'm turning into the blue girl. Uh, even though everybody I know is saying something along those lines. Like, I don't strut in front of them, but this is my show where I get to talk about me and my ass is fucking fat in the right ways. And I legitimately uh, have been just really enjoying it. A big part of that is stir-fry. Just getting over the hump of how scary it is to go and, and and get eight different vegetables and seven different condiments to make one dish. Because that really did intimidate me not so long ago. It seems silly now that it did. Because that's also – it's also as plain and ordinary to me now as making a peanut butter and jelly to a degree. It really is. Uh, but getting over that hump was actually fairly difficult. And when I bought the walk, because it was – it's not a nice walk. This is not like a high-end fucking walk. But it was a decent walk. It was a gift for myself. And I thought, if I get this, I really have to use this at least 30 fucking times because it was 30 bucks. If I don't lose this at 30 times, I need to bash my own head in with it then. And so the fact that I've used this walk, I'm very excited about the stir-fry. And you've asked about it. So what do I keep going back to and what do I keep cooking Stir-fry. Southeast Asia, man. Every fucking... You, if, you, once, if you have rice and a certain uh, accumulation of, of, of Asian spices and, and oils and whatnot, you can't starve. There's too many combinations. I thought Mexican food was brilliant in its ability to combine things and just reconstruct them over and over again. It's got nothing on stir-fry. Nothing. There's just so many variations. All right. That's definitely... No, it's not going to be it because she has a little bit less to say. I'm sorry if these have been asked or answered before. You're so wonderful. Um, Thank you, Jack, <laughs> to old ladies for being so warm and welcoming on Discord. Oh, uh, goodness. I wish you a great week, weekend, life. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, gosh, Anna, very sweet there. A little bit blown away. 
thank you for all the nice things you said about the ladies. Thank you for all the nice things you said about me. Uh, thank you to all three ladies who asked, uh, who were brave enough to go ahead and ask questions this week and send them on in. Really and truly, we appreciate you. I ask you, you send them in. Don't apologize. Oh my goodness, I've been talking too much and too rapidly. Uh, don't uh, don't apologize for your voice. Don't apologize for anything. We really just appreciate you sending them in. I know it. All the girls who are out there listening who just want to hear me ramble and ramble and ramble, they can't begin to tell you how appreciative they are. I am as well. Thank you very much. From the bottom of my heart, I do appreciate it. And you uh, got absolutely nothing else to say. Uh, weird, weird times that we're in. It feels strange because I know how lucky I am to have you guys to talk about them. Also feels strange not to talk about them. There's really no right answer for anybody now. And just like the rest of you, I'm negotiating it. But I do feel me. I am trying to take care of me. Uh, besides getting way too high, way too often, uh, I I really think I'm pretty much walking that straight and narrow, and I'm pretty proud of myself. I'm a tough critic. So thank you for helping me get here. Thank you for helping me be here. Oof. Season four. Long, hot summer. Stay tuned. <laughs>